Jewish Money Matters, episode 232, Carly Rothenberg-Friedman, founder of My Tzedakah. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters, the podcast where Jewish wisdom and spirituality meet your money and your business. Money is a means to serve God in this world with joy, to build a life that leaves an imprint way beyond our time in this world. I want you to discover the secrets to Jewish wealth, to gain practical and spiritual tools to break free from the shackles of financial worry, to design the joyful, rich life that your soul desires. Welcome to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, and I'm so glad you're here. If you've always wanted to take on the mitzvah of charity in a much more meaningful and intentional way, this episode is for you. My guest says the new generation of givers have different expectations and crave a different user experience, and she set out to build a platform that addresses that. You're listening to Jewish Money Matters. I'm Yael Trush, your host. Welcome to the show. I have Carly Rothenberg-Friedman today. She is the founder and CEO of My Tzedakah, a tech platform dedicated to bridging the gap between next-generation philanthropists and worthy Jewish charities all over the world. Inspired by the tech platforms that we navigate every day to do our other financial transactions, Carly has created a way for us to get really intentional about our giving and to make the giving a seamless, automatic process. We talk about how My Tzedakah impacts not just us as users, as givers, but how it impacts the charity organizations on the receipt end, the financial lessons she learned as a child, some of her financial habits, the hand of God in her journey towards entrepreneurship, and more. Before I introduce you to my lovely guest, Carly has shared that any one of my listeners who sets up a fund on my tzedakah will get matched for the first month. This is absolutely free money that will now go to the charity or charities of your choice. All you have to do is go to mytzedakah.com and set up your fund. Regardless of size, you will receive a dollar-to-dollar match from my tzedakah. And I'm sure after you hear this beautiful interview, you will be inspired to set up your charitable fund with my tzedakah. Here is the lovely Carly Rothenberg Friedman. Lee Rothenberg, Greedman, welcome to Jewish Money Matters. How are you? It's so great to have you on the show. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be so fun. This is one of my favorite topics. I think we're going to realize we're a little bit of soul sisters. My, my husband always says, that's your mitzvah. Like that's the thing you shine. Like, the moment I met you, like I knew it. And I suspect you are the same. You are the founder of yes. com, a super innovative platform dedicated to really bridging the gap between the next generation of philanthropists. And we'll talk about who that is and the amazing Jewish charities that we have all over the world. So why don't we get started with, I guess, the need that you noticed in the market that really you identified and you said something needs to change. I need to create something different. What were the needs that you were seeing in the space? Yeah. So just like you said, like, this is my myth. Um, I was like born in a house. I grew up in a house that like valued Tadaka so tremendously. I worked in the Jewish nonprofit space my whole life. And mm. it's just something that I... I'm really passionate about the, you know, there are certain mitzvahs that you're just drawn to. And this is one that I'm really drawn to, but interestingly enough, I realized that I kind of wasn't donating anywhere meaningfully or intentionally. It was kind of like every time my friend would run for a marathon and post about it on Facebook, I would donate there. Every time someone asked me for a donation, something that they were, you know, passionate about, I would donate there, but it didn't feel like a transformative Sadaka. It didn't feel like transformative mm. mitzvah. It didn't feel like I was giving from my soul. Mm. And I thought about it and I realized it's because, you know, 
where this new generation of Sadaka givers, we don't have a lot of me, um, but we do want to give, we're passionate. And I just think that maybe the Jewish nonprofit base, and I think this is not even a Jewish problem, I think this is a nonprofit problem. They're just really not set up to t- target and talk to and market this next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're still kind of stuck in like old traditional fundraising and, you know, like what I call like the dinosaur approach. <laughs> we're not going to parlor meetings, like we're not going to galas, we're not writing checks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm never going to be caught dead writing a check. Right. Um, but so I really was thinking like, how could I uh, build a platform, like bring this ancient, amazing tradition that we have giving tzedakah and uh, bring it to the new century, mm. make a beautiful, seamless, easy tech platform for this new generation. Yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> and and you've done a beautiful job at it. And it's almost it's, it's, it's incredible when I'm looking at the platform and I and you'll tell us now how it works. I was just thinking like after the last recession, 2080, we're probably too young to know this. But like, after that, so much of how we invest changed. like now we have app, app platforms like Betterment and Wealthfront and Elvest and all of the big banks had to get on board and become online discount brokers and like make the process completely different. And it's just so natural that from this crisis, and there you go emerging as the heroine, this needed to happen. Like there needed to be a platform where we're actually being intentional about about allocating our, our charitable dollars and in a in a way that is transparent. And also I love the the way that you we can create a profile. Walk us through through how it's done because I think it really mimics the way we can invest now online. But really now we're talking about the best investment that we can be making, which is our our sharing to others, our charity. So talk us how the yeah. platform really works. Yeah. So that's exactly what I was thinking. Like I kind of was like mimicking all these new platforms like Mint or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was TurboTax. I was mimicking all of those platforms, those tech platforms to build something that would help us be intentional and have a sense of ownership over where we're giving to DACA and really build that legacy, Mm -hmm. that like commitment, that legacy commitment. So how it works is um, a donor come on and choose from a multitude of nonprofits on our platform. We're really trying to build like the marketplace for all Jewish nonprofits to be on our platform and and um, you can, you know, you could search by category. Are you interested in women's organizations, special needs, and Torah education, Israel advocacy, like whatever um, you're interested in, or you could just scroll the list and learn. Um, and you can choose all the charities you want, as many as you want, and you can fill up your wheel. So basically, like as you're choosing charities, it builds this wheel for you. It builds this portfolio and it's beautiful and it's colorful and it shows you your percentages. <laughs> like yep. I donate, my wheel is like 50% women's organization, 25% health and welfare. And it really shows you like, like, wow, this is my, this is like what I care about. This is a legacy I'm leaving. This is how I'm going to teach my children that we give. Like, this is my, it feels like my neshama. It really feels like my, my essence is in my sadaka now because I've chosen the, the charities that I care about. Yeah. And what I think is like uniquely our generation, what I think is uniquely, um, you know, new age is that we want things to be efficient, easy, and automated, mm-hmm. um, just like everything else. Right. So you could set up an amount you want to donate and every single month and that makes sense for you and your lifestyle and then we automate it for you so it's kind of like you're subscribing to your charities you know right. like you can donate 360 dollars a month you can donate ten dollars a month it doesn't matter <laughs> it's about you and a reflection of who you are your income and we automate it for you so that the charities are taken care of every single month and that you know that your sadaka is being taken care of for you in in the most personal meaningful way and i think um something that i just learned through being in the non the jewish nonprofit space and the nonprofit space in general is that monthly recurring revenue is the most sought after thing any nonprofit possibly wants. You know, most Jewish nonprofits expect all their donations before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. 
Um, and, you know, also like the end of December, but Jewish nonprofits need support all year round. And so monthly recurring revenue is the most impactful, powerful way we can actually support the causes that we love. So that's why I built it in this way for us to be able to harness the power of all these micro donations and have a monthly recurring support and sustainability for the charities that we love. And this is such an important point that is so often overlooked, right? The the how important it is from an organization's per- perspective to actually have that recurring revenue, that constant support. And then on the other side of that, the spiritual um, implication that that has for us, as we know, there is a lot more um there's a lot more weight to giving smaller amounts on a consistent basis than waiting for one day to give that big check and i think that's what you're creating for us you're allowing yeah. us to become real givers that we are consistently and so what's so beautiful here is also going back to you know you talk about you the way your portfolio quote unquote is allocated right which might be different from mine or my daughters right we all have as unique as we are, we all have a unique inclination. And that's what's beautiful about this mitzvah. You're supposed to, you know, be attracted to certain things. Like there is a corner in the world where you identify more that you are more inclined to help there. And that, that, you know, that's something that now you're giving to us. We're giving us the option to think like, wait, what do I really care about? Right. Exactly. I, I, I think, I think it's just, it, you're really taking it to the next level. And then to add another point here that I think you haven't mentioned yet, but I know that you're intentional about really you're teaching us. It's not really tzedakah, but it's really their giving of our miser of our tithing because so many of us like oh yeah 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 I give I give I give but like we really haven't sat down and said well how much am I really required to give mm-hmm. and now right now you're setting us up to say oh wait this is how much I make this is really how much I should be giving let me just set it up let me just have it happen automatically and then I'm fulfilling my obligation and it feels meaningful definitely yeah, a hundred percent. Maser is, you know, it's like such a scary topic because it can be a, a tremendous amount of money, especially mm-hmm. for people who are young and starting their families and, you know, at the beginning of their career and don't have that much to give. Um, but I always think about Maser in this way that, you know, um, Jews love to give, you know, $18, $36, $360, dollars you know, um, but those, that blanket amount um, doesn't mean anything to, about me personally. So I can give $180. That might be a tremendous amount for me, but that might be very, very small for you. Mm-hmm. And the way I think about Maser is that, you know, it's as as God gives you blessings and as you grow in your career and as you make more money and your income becomes larger, so too the blessing you bring you put out back into the world. Like it should be a reflection of your income. Exactly. And for 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 a reason that's far beyond like I make X amount so now I have to give Y amount. It's, it, it, it's really a reflection of you showing complete complete emuna and like complete faith and trust that God is giving you blessing and you see that it's not all because of you mm-hmm. and that has something to do with God as well so that's why I think like Maser really is such an unbelievable mitzvah it's like it's such an opportunity it's such an opportunity to show that you you know you don't see yourself as the, the, the sole reason why you made all that money and that mm-hmm. you understand that like as you grow you know you give back more and, and so, as I hear you and understanding the the millennial mentality and even younger than millennial, right? We're talking about a generation who really wants to know that they are contributing, that they're impacting it. It's about yeah. meaning, you know, it's about meaning in the workplace, about meaning in, you know, in my earning, my giving. So this is really, really appealing. And, you know, when we set it up, what's so beautiful is like, as I could see how a young family or a single individual, then, you know, as we grow in our income going forward, we've already had a portfolio that, of course, can adjust over time. But now our donations can increase as our income grows because mm-hmm. we've already set up the system and the habit because it's already automated. We don't have to rely yeah, on exactly. our will. The best emails I get are the ones or like DMs on Instagram are the ones where people are telling me, um, 
letting me know that they got a raise and so they added money to their portfolio it's yeah. just like and 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 it takes them 10 seconds you know exactly. it's so easy because their credit cards are already in there and also just the people who will dm me and be like oh i added all the ch- all these new charities because you know like I want to make even more of a commitment to charity, you know, to my tzedakah, my mater. Um, and it becomes so easy because it's all set up for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. And I love that there's like a social integration feature going on here because I think that's also very important to the generation. And we all know it, regardless of whether you're a millennial or not. Like there is some sort of like, you always want to, you always get moved by where your friends give. And, you know, that's a lot of how we end up giving. Oh, oh yeah, you you, you know, you're, you care about that. Let me click and see if that what that's about, right? And so you've built that into the platform, which is super neat. Yeah, yeah. Social integration, I think, is the most important thing. I call it gamification. Um, uh-huh. There are a lot of different aspects of social integration on our platform. And we're only going to be building more like we have so many plans, you know, we're really at the beginning. And we have so many plans for different social integration. But one of them, which is a really powerful tool is that um, if you sign on through Facebook, you can see all all in when you're scrolling through the list of charities, you can see all of your Facebook friends who donate there. And I've watched I've watched somebody making their funds. And like they stop and they slow down when they see that their friends are donating to certain charities. And it's and it's it's so natural. It's just Oh, I respect this person. I trust this person. And, and they care about this charity. I'd love to see what they have, you know, what they're mm-hmm. all about, which I think is such a powerful way to use, you know, social incentives. We yeah. also have social incentives, like um, if you make a fund, and that you have your own unique link that you can send out to all your friends if any of them make a fund because of you then you both get 36 dollars added to your fund that is so super cool and i think it's also great that we give our kids right we can give you can give gifts like right yeah talk about that feature because i think especially for a lot of the audience who are mothers and um this is a really attractive one because again we're really inculcating this habit to the next generation this is this is the way to give like like you said we're not going to gay less anymore people Yeah, no, the gift feature is like, I love it. I think it's so wonderful. It, it, we, it kind of like, you know, there are a lot of um, gift features out there with other nonprofits where you, so you'll get an email like your friend, blah, 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 donated on your behalf to, you know, planted a tree on your behalf. Yeah, so sweet. And, and they're I love beautiful. That. I love that. Yeah, I love that. And I kind of wanted to like flip it on its head a bit. I was like, how powerful would it be if you could actually send that money to your friends and say, choose where you think that should go? you know, make your own portfolio, like make your own commitments, use my money and choose the charities that mean something to you. You know, planting a tree might mean something to me, but something else might mean something to you. And actually like be intentional and thoughtful about it. We have people all the time give for Bar and Bar Mitzvah gifts. Um, Bar and Bar Mitzvah, Bar and Bar Mitzvah gifts is really big, kind of gift. And right now we have a Matno Levionim, Shalaf Manu campaign. Yes, beautiful. That's yeah. so great. And you just reminded me, it's true because I've done these types of gifts. I love receiving these gifts and I've done it, but I've also caught myself thinking, like, is this going to be meaningful to the person? I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know, know well enough, <laughs> you know, to know. Um, so this is really, really brilliant. Um, one of the things that I did notice, and I wonder how you, you know, kind of address this or think through this one. And because I, as you and I know, having this conversation, we know this is giving is in our spiritual DNA, right? Like we are a nation of givers and we as a nation give disproportionately relative to, you know, other, other groups out there, not just necessarily to Jewish causes. But again, it goes back to the fact that it is in our spiritual DNA. When we go to a place like my Tzedakah, we're looking at Jewish causes. We're looking at contributing to our own people, to the needs of our own people. And again, there's a vastness in the, you know, in the um, options that you have available. Um, how do we, how do we talk to the skeptic, the person who says, but I want to donate to the whales and the dog shelter or the local woman's shelter. I mean, those, you know, it's a, what's wrong with that? And you don't have it here. Why do I have to stick to Hatsala or? 
No, no, yeah, it's a great question. And we do get it. We do get it sometimes. Um, I, and I think it's important to donate to all the causes that matter to you. And that includes non-Jewish causes. Um, I, I sometimes donate to non-Jewish, I, I donate to non-Jewish causes all the time. Um, I, you know, uh, we built my Sadaka under the, you know, with the ideology that Sadaka starts at home, yeah. right? The halacha is that Sadaka starts at home, it starts in your house, starts with your family, starts with your community. It starts mm-hmm. with the Jewish people and Israel. And I think that it's, it's, it's never been more important than it is now I yeah. think, to give back to the Jewish community. No one else is giving to us, you know, no one else is looking mm-hmm. out for us. <laughs> and it's important really to, to think about how we want to leave a legacy on this earth when it comes to our brothers and sisters, when it comes to people who need us. Um, I think it's tremendously important to give to whatever feels right in your soul. Um, I want to help people give their maser um, to the Jewish community at large and to teach them about, you know, there are dog shelters in the Jewish community. There are women's shelters in the Jewish community. And if you're really passionate about giving to those things, like I would love to teach you about some of those organizations that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It goes back to, go, you know, the fundamentals, right? That there is a prescribed order in this divine system of giving. And there is, you know, a, we, 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 like you said, we encourage people to give everywhere, but there is an order of giving. And it does start with family. It starts with community. It starts with your nation and start, you know, Israel. And then then we go beyond that. Getting a little bit more personal, Carly, you did say that Sadaka was something that it sounds like it was a value that was instilled from home um, at home. Um, I wonder if you can talk to us a little bit about, you know, how, what was your upbringing around beyond Sadaka? And that could be part of the part of the story here. But beyond Sadaka, what do you feel was your upbringing around money like? As you probably know, at this point in your adult life, a lot of the way we relate to money and behave with money has so much to do with the experiences and the things we heard growing up. So maybe share with us some of those lessons or experiences that you feel shaped you in this regard and the way you relate to money. Yeah. So like I said, you know, Sadaka was such an important part of my life because it is how my parents raised me. But besides even Sadaka, like I was brought up in household and, you know, people say this and it sounds like a fairy tale, but it really is true in like in, in my upbringing. My parents really taught me that money is not ours. The money that we made, the money that comes to us it is from God. Like I was taught that from a very, very young age to the extent that like, I truly believe it. Like, it's hard for me to say no to give Sadaka to anyone because I'm like, how can I say no? <laughs> like, God's giving me an opportunity to give Sadaka for a reason and money's not mine, right? I, I, my parents really instilled that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was such an important lesson, honestly, because besides for like giving Sadaka, it's just so important for children to understand that what, what we have in life are blessings from Hashem. They're blessings from God. It has so, like, obviously we put work in, but it has so little to do with us. And yeah. it's just such an important lesson to learn about, you know, arrogance, pride. Um, my parents really raised me in a household. That they believe it. I see, I, I they, they live it and they believe it. And me and my family believe it. And I'm trying to instill them in my children as well. Yeah. And what what are the things, what are the things that like you, you saw when you say like, they really believed it? Like, did you see them give? Did they share with you or did they, when they, you got Hanukkah money or bar, bas mitzvah money, did they say, okay, what's your 10% going for? Like, what did you see these things? What did you see punctually? Yeah, I mean, um, I grew up with like parlor meetings in my house uh-huh. weekly. <laughs> my parents hosted every cause. Everyone knew if you needed to like, if you needed to share, <laughs> if you need to share about your cause in the five towns, you're going <laughs> to okay. be at the Rothberg house. I was there. Like, that's how I grew up seeing that. Mm-hmm. Also, like people, 
you know, my parents are so were so inspired by by people being so altruistic. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think my parents, if they could, they would have just been on every single board of every single nonprofit. They're just like really em- em- they're empath and they just want to change the world. Mm-hmm. And I grew up seeing that. Like they gave they give Sadaka all the time. And um they like my our our bat mitzvahs, my sister's bat mitzvah in lieu of accepting gifts, she accepted money to for Sadaka. Um and it's just something that really was ingrained in yeah. our household. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Other than getting a little bit more personal, even like other than your giving that you've, you know, now that you have your own platform and you've created your own system around giving. And I think it's very funny that you mentioned at the beginning, like I saw that now I became an adult and I wasn't really giving with the intentionality that I wanted to. I I can relate to that experience. Like, yeah, this is so yeah. important to me. But when it push came to shove, it's like, well, I have work and I have this. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give here, I'll give there. But like, I didn't sit down and get myself organized and intentional. So um, I love the honesty there. So my question is any other financial habits um, that you practice regularly that you feel like really have an impact on your financial life? Besides like, besides the Zucker, you're saying? Yeah. Um, well, me and my husband sat down and budgeted our lives and we wow. have, I, I think, a pretty clear understanding of, you know, our finances, where things can go, you know, what's, you know, how, how to categorize the same way that, you know, that, that, that kind of was also like the impetus for me to create this. It's like, why am I putting so much effort into like, you know, how often I can go shopping or go to a restaurant? I'm putting no thought or care into my Sazaka. Right. Um, but yeah, at the beginning of our marriage, like right away, we made spreadsheets. Wow. They were wrong because we didn't know what any of we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, budgeting was really important to us. And just like having a clear understanding of like yeah. how much money's coming in and how much money he's going out very right. important wow wow that's amazing to to hear from such a young couple but again i think i think it's a testament to the generation like we're really looking to build lives with meaning and and taking care of our money in, a, in an intent with an intentional with intentionality is, is is part of that um that's just so amazing to to see i want to ask you about your entrepreneurial journey carly because you know you mentioned that you came from the nonprofit um sector and as you and i know entrepreneurship is really not for everyone not everybody's cut out for this and it's not so often that we see the transition from employee in the nonprofit sector to entrepreneur, CEO, right? That's not something that we see that often. So talk to us about that transition. Um, you know, at what point in your career journey, because you could have taken, you know, you could have identified that you needed something better, you needed to get organized, and it could have stopped at that, at you finding, you know, getting yourself more on track with this, building yourself some system. But you took it to the next level. You said, no, nobody's doing it. I need to go build this thing. I need to become my own boss. This is, you know, so talk to us about that. At what point did you say, I'm, I'm in on this, God? Like, I, I have to change the world in this way. There's more for me than just working and contributing within the nonprofit space. Yeah, it's such a good question. Um, right when I graduated college, I started working at uh, another tech startup, a Jewish mm-hmm. nonprofit tech startup. Mm. And I was the first person that they hired and I worked there for like seven years. Um, oh. And so like what kinds of experiences I had, like I built everything from, from scratch and I didn't know that that was unusual. That was all I knew. Um, mm. I was, you know, making subscription plans and like building a product and talking to developers and talking to tech teams and, you know, coming up with marketing plans because like I was the first employee and it just like kind of grew around me. Um, and when I thought about my Sadaka and I thought about, you know, how impactful and how great it could be, I felt like, okay, you know what? I, I can do this myself. I just basically did it for this other company. I just didn't have my own stake in the game. Um, and I 
was in like me and my husband were in a good enough place where I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going all in myself. Yeah. I have the confidence. And I also saw honestly that there was a huge lack in female leadership, female CEOs, female founders, especially for tech startups. Um, this, you know, there are a lot of nonprofits that are run by women, but I actually felt like there wasn't a lot of uh, tech startups in the Jewish space that were founded by women. And I was like, hey, you know, <laughs> it was like chutzpah, honestly. I was like, I'm going to set this role. Um, I'm really happy I did because I'm having like such interesting experiences um, of like me having a meeting with, you know, 60 something year old rabbis. And I'm like, you're doing fundraising all wrong. And they're like, oh yeah, okay, tell me more. Tell me your tech platform. And they're like, you know what, you're right. And it's like, it's a really wonderful, empowering experience. Um, and yeah, it was, I really think it was just the chutzpah yeah. <laughs> to, be, to be able to go all, all in on myself. I, I love it. I love it. I, the, the hand of God is just unbelievable. I, I didn't even know that you, your first, you know, job out of college was in the tech phase. I mean, talk about God setting us oh, up, yeah. right? Especially because the reason I, I even got that job was the hand of God. I I wanted to go to editing and publishing. Really? <laughs> I, I wanted to go into editing and publishing. I was a psychology major and an English major. Um, and oh, wait, wait, so, wait. How did you end up in tech? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, um, I remember I sent my resume or whatever was on there to um, a rabbi who had published a lot of books. And I asked him if he could push it onto his like publishing firm. Um, and he was like, you know what, I'm actually starting something on my own. And his whole thing is very like, he is like also an English literature guy. And he like, brings in the Torah and he's like, okay, I'm, I'm starting something on my own. Like, do you want to work for me? And so then we built this whole platform together wow. and it ends up being like, now I think it's like huge. It's a huge nonprofit called Alpheda. Yes, of course. I love Alafeda. Yeah. Everybody I loves Alafeda. I sent Rabbi Foreman my resume. I was his first employee. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's amazing. Wow. Yeah. So wow. it really was like really in God's hands. Like, and all of a sudden I'm working for a tech startup. <laughs> And, and, you know, it goes, it, it all ties in so beautifully because the minute we start recognizing that it's all in God's hands, and this is the basic premise. And you, like you said so beautifully before, right? Our income is just a blessing. It really, it goes back to the source of it all, right? We are getting the money. We trust that it's completely in your hands and I'm just here putting the effort. I'm going through the motions. I'm sending in the resume. I'm doing what I need to do. And the result is all in God's hands. And then when I get that, how could I not? How could I even fathom that it was my that it was all my doing, right? Yeah. And when 100%. we give, we're recognizing. I get it. Not all me. It's not all me. If I if I didn't have you behind me, none of this would be happening. It's hundred percent. It's it's a whole mindset, right? It's like it goes down to the giving. It goes down to the logging into my tzedakah and going through the motions. But it starts from the mindset. Um. So it's it's amazing. Um. One of the going back to the the platform itself and the business behind this, one of the things that I noticed that really amazed me is that a hundred percent of every dollar that we give goes to the charity of our choice or charities of our choice. That is obviously a huge deal. But then my question is, so how does the business model work from your end? How do you keep this amazing platform operating? Um, how do we do this? Yeah, so um, in the beginning, we were really being supported by our board, by philanthropists who shared the same vision, wow. which was amazing. It was amazing for our operations covered, for our overheads covered, and for us to really do this like 100% with month. And then as we grew and developed, um, a lot of larger institutions, larger, larger organizations started to express um, 
that they would like to have, you know, white labeled versions of mm. the platform or co-branded versions of the platform. And we're, we're building tools and we're building platforms to be able to sell to larger institutions for them to be able to actually make their users and their donors have more intentionality when they donate to them. Wow. So those are like, those are, those are things that are in works and we're working with contracts and, you know, we're, we're things that are currently being built, but that's going to be a large way where we're going to be making money. That's amazing. So if we look at Carly's journey and you're kind of like your every day, we're talking about you dealing with developers and tech and marketing and conversations like this and also fundraising and also connecting, you know, with the, the, the people that are going to brand with like, there is so much that you're doing. Um, I think you have a team with you and I want to talk about that team because I noticed it's an all female team that is along with you. Yeah. Is that by design, Harley? It was not by design, um, but I think it was by design, by, by God, design. But not by you. <laughs> yes. Like, like maybe it was by design unconsciously. Um, I, we, we call ourselves the mom entrepreneurs. <laughs> um, yeah, we have an all female team and it's like this wonderful experience of being able to build a company that's like founded on compassion with a bunch of people who get, have a, tr a tremendous amount of compassion, mothers, yeah. you know, women, mothers, and to be able to, I think like build a company around like righting a lot of the wrongs that we've experienced mm -hmm. in our past. Um, and it really is like a wonderful experience. It, it, it really is amazing to be able to collaborate with like strong independent women and come up with something so powerful so impactful um in, in like a nice way but also like a little condescending when we meet with like some men they're like wow you know really amazing like you know you're gonna get a lot of funding for this because it's also like a company that was started by women it's like okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you i guess i guess um, but yeah. as long as it benefits us <laughs> yeah i was like all right sure um but yeah it's we call ourselves the mompreneurs um my team is predominantly like my full time staff are women. He, our, my developer is actually a man, but I don't pay him gifted me. So I don't think it counts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That is that is amazing. Um, does it make does the fact that you're in Israel has that helped in terms of your developer and any of the other tech people that are involved? Um, because you know, talk about Israel, we're talking about tech. <laughs> or um it it's helped in that things are cheaper. <laughs> um but I think what's really helped being in Israel is that um there is this is like really a, a, a really progressive growing yeah. community. Right. Um, people are really willing to have these conversations. Yes. People are really willing to change, grow in terms of like, how can we, how can we be progressive in our Zaka, but also like, you know, there, no one, no one is upset sitting in a room with a bunch of women, mm -hmm. young women, and no one's upset hearing us say like, like, let us help you change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Israel is definitely also there are so many um, entrepreneurs here who are, yeah. it, it's really something I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't know could happen. But like, people are just so willing to help. Mm -hmm. Like everyone in the tech startups in here is just like pushing me from person to person, you have to talk to this person, this person would love this. So it's like these tech geniuses in this yeah. country, um, they all care about Zabaka because they are Jewish yes. and they're willing to give me their time. They're willing to give me their advice. Like they're willing to be my mentor and they don't take a dime um, because they're like, yeah, this is so needed. It's amazing that you're building this and we're in the tech space and we care about Zabaka and it's just like such a, it's such a great blend. So great, Carly. This is so great. I want to wrap it up with something I do with all my guests and this is going to be a part of the show where I'm going to give you an open-ended sentence and you're going to finish it with the first thing that comes to mind, right? Okay. Okay. When I give Miser or Tzedakah, I like to give to... I 
I like to give to nonprofits that speak to my soul, that feel like they're part of my my legacy, that feel like they're part of my neshama, mm-hmm. that feel like they're a part of me. Nonprofits that are doing a lot with their money, that are intentional and impactful with the dollars that I give, that are transparent, that are that want to grow a relationship with me. And I give my master to the to the nonprofits that I think are changing the world. Yeah. Well, sad like the CEO of my Tadaka. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd love to make more money because it would be amazing to have no 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 barriers like nothing holding me back from being able to commit myself fully to the Jewish people um, I would love to not have to worry about how much money I'm making but unlimited amounts of money I think I would just I would just be on every board of every nonprofit that mattered to me and just like volunteer my time volunteer my you know what I know to helping the Jewish community I think people who work in nonprofits are like heroes and we should be giving them all the money <laughs> like they yeah. should be making far far larger salaries. So wow, so more money. That's what I would do. <laughs> that's awesome. Something I wish I'd learned about money growing up is something I wish I'd learned about money growing up. <clears throat> it's a good question. I wish I learned more about how every different type of you know, like everyone across the across the globe like lives. Like I wish I I wish I knew more about money disparity and how different communities um, struggle and what that meant for that community. Like mm-hmm. if you live in if you live in a lower income community, what that means for how you're brought up. What that means for how you know the opportunities that you have. I wish I knew. I wish I was taught that when I was young. Yeah, yeah. Interesting answer. Yeah, and you're not the first one who said it on the show. Um, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we, I guess, sometimes that is missing because we grow up, grew up in our little bubble, right? And just yeah. you know, we know what I grew we up know. In a bubble, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Money, spiritual or physical? I think it's spiritual. <laughs> you can't tell. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> Something I splurge on unapologetically is massages. Oh, good. So nice. Good for you. Um, uh, Carly, spender or saver? I'm a saver. Really? Good for you. I'm a hardcore saver. My husband is a spender. (laughs) Really? Really? You know, I was was sharing in one of my programs the other day how you'll like this, how this whole divine system of giving of, you know, setting aside automatic every time you receive your income, 10% channeling it to where it needs to go to the, the charity, right? is the foundation for the rest of the system for the saving because if we're doing if we learn how to do that same muscle that we need to activate in order to save properly just how to automate it and just put it on autopilot and before you know it it's just happening (laughs) yeah 100 (laughs) percent. it's god trying to teach us about you know holding ourselves back from spending all of our money Mm -hmm. okay carly today i am most grateful for being able to live in israel being able to fulfill my dreams being able to do the work that i'm doing and my family beautiful how long ago did you guys move to Israel? Five years ago. So you moved already married? Yeah, I moved married with a 10 month old. Wow. Wow. That's mm-hmm. so nice. Finally, I'm Carly Rothenberg Friedman, and I believe Jewish money matters because? Because the Jewish people are the are in the image of God. Everything we do is a reflection of Hashem. Everything we do is a reflection of our creator. And we need to be the example through which the world learns about how to be godly people, how to be mini creators ourselves. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Carly, so much for this conversation and for everything you're doing. Really, Kolakavod, I think, as I said, this this was so needed. Um, you're really changing the world through this platform. And I know you have a really meaningful treat for all of our listeners that I'm really excited to hear about. Yes, of course. Um, really excited to be able to offer you guys uh, a matching campaign. So anybody from this podcast, anyone who um, makes a funds on my 
back up. It does not matter how large, doesn't matter how small. It could be $5 a month, it could be $700 a month. Every single dollar will match to the charities of your choice. So if you build yourself a fund, build yourself a portfolio, we will match every single one of your dollars the first month. That is unbelievable. That is so generous and so beautiful. And I guess, how do we do that? We build our portfolio and then we let them know, we let you know yeah. that. How does that Yeah. Work? As you build your portfolio, when you're leading the process, we're going to ask you how you heard about us, but in the name of this podcast. Amazing. I think that is such a beautiful gift. Thank you so much for doing that and continued success and keep us posted. We want to continue this conversation. Yes, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to report in the near future. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks to Carly Rothenberg-Friedman for stopping by. You can learn more about MyTzedaka at MyTzedaka.com and sign up today to benefit from the dollar-to-dollar matching for the first month by stating that you learned about MyTzedaka from the Jewish Money Matters podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave a review and rating. I will continue to pick a reviewer of the week during my Ask Yael episodes every Friday and gift a 20-minute call to the reviewer of the week. You can also send in your questions for the Ask Yael episodes by DM on Instagram at Yael Trust or by sending me an email, Yael at Jewish Latin Princess. Thanks again for stopping by and I hope you have a wonderful day. 